0: Well, hey, to Makers! <laughs> Welcome to the Gunner Explains Show, by Episode One Seventeen, Mr. Halo himself.
1: Right? There you go, <laughs> <laughs> John Halo. <laughs> that's sad thinking of yeah, John Halo. Like how much I used to love Halo, and
0: that last game just kind of, oh, was yeah. like a whimper, almost. Mm. Well, um, I haven't bought an Xbox in a while, so I've yeah, I've been right. like Halo Starved for some time.
1: No, but uh, no. Yeah. Thanks, everyone that's joining. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Blue. Each week we talk about Gundam or Gundam adjacent things. Um, joining me as always, Stephen, Midnight Hatter. How's it going, man?
0: Good, good. I hope that I will not be coughing my lungs out today like I was oh. yesterday on on our show. Um, but yeah, dude, that was yesterday's
1: yesterday's episode. If you guys hadn't caught it was awesome. It's like exactly the type of thing I like to dive into. It's it's kind of the behind the scenes, not just of like Zeta Gundam, but almost getting creators' insight into how they approach different scenarios. And man, it was check that out if you haven't. Link in yeah. the description.
0: Yeah, for all the beef that uh that Ano and Tamino tend to have like between each other, it's it was interesting to hear two anime greats kind of talking about anime i don't know yeah
1: no it it, it was so I'm, I'm glad you brought that to my attention um but another thing so like i had my video go out yeah i think it was yesterday about a battle of odessa operation odessa. Yes. it was really cool i got help from talos on that but you steven you and talos have a video on Talos's channel yes right? the uh the
0: deep like dive a, on the zeta yeah. gundam
1: yeah um, excellent the- video again my type of content
0: so. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And honestly, now that I've uh, watched the Operation Odessa video uh, from yesterday, the, I, I'm going to be cross-referencing that information with the RPG book, the manual that I have, oh, since it has that nice. full one-year war timeline. I want to like compare and contrast the information that we got from from uh, your video with Talos and the information from the RPG manual and see what, what lines up and what doesn't. I think that'll be a pretty cool comparison.
1: No, that is a good idea. So whatever you find from that, let's plan. Maybe that could be like a an additional live my channel, your channel, whatever.
0: Let's do I feel it. Like,
1: I feel like there's always going to be different information, especially during different time periods when information was put out, just because now there was a GM type B. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> I didn't know that wasn't in any previous materials and is now and it's pretty awesome. So, um, no, that's cool. cool. And, you know, quick shout out to the chat. I I sometimes forget to do this. Rogue, new type, Goose, Dan Vince, Austin Mangus. Good to see you. Johnny Tacoma, Neo X, Clint Garcia. Good to see you. Uh, King Dylan, Web Fox. uh, And I think that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone that's joined. Cool episode today. Um, A new suit dropped on GBO2, which happens to be every Thursday that I do these live streams. So, we'll talk about that. It's another one that i don't really think of too much and i'm gonna attempt to roll for it so yes I i'm gonna do that here in a second um also there was a, a listing of a new gunpla uh for that uh gundam metaverse which i want us to talk about here shortly like what we thought um but Definitely. there's a new badass gunpla coming out that um I want to talk about. And then um, speaking of gumpla, there was something with the new seed gumplas I thought was interesting. So we'll take a look and see if it really is interesting or it's just marketing.
0: Um, <laughs> everything's marketing. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: Really everything's marketing. Now, um, but first of all, other than our live stream yesterday or reading those interviews, anything Gundam related you got into
0: this week? Uh, I'm glad you asked because, um, you know, every month for uh, my patreon rewards for well the principality of polygons as we call it our 3d print reward tier uh you know i send out a 3d print file for people to to play with and you know hopefully enjoy so i've got a 1 to 1 44th scale pilot figure that i painted i don't know if i'm ever going to get this camera to focus on it
1: oh wow Yeah, like, it's focusing in there. That looks excellent.
0: Yeah, so I've got a tiny Federation pilot uh, that I painted. I unfortunately broke the leg off of my Char figure as I was painting him, so I'm going to have to, you know, glue it and repair it. But, yeah, yeah, I I was really pleased with how these guys turned out because when you look at the 3D files, you're like, there's, like, no details on that, and it doesn't seem like it would look like a pilot suit. But really, at this scale, even even the most tiny detail makes it pop so yeah my plan is to basically print a ton of these tiny little one to one forty fourth scale gumpla figures and add mm-hmm. them to my dioramas add them to yes. even just like static pieces I think would be cool like line them up on the uh on the yep. art launch deck
1: that adds to you know that's the thing I really like about you know because I have my gumpla and robot spirits on shelves but like when you want to really portray what you're trying to having those little figures helps like oh yeah
0: when you then you put it in scale and you're like oh man these are giant mobile suits
1: that's why they need to do more of that stuff like um and i can't forget to get a zoid but like the zoids when there were some that had the pilot inside like that yeah like i love that stuff and i know some master grades high grades come with the pilot but i would love something where maybe they do have to change the scaling but make it where you can have like a an articulated figure you know kind of like what Star Wars was doing recently with the Galaxy Squadron, whatever. I think I talked about it about a year ago on the show where they have like the Millennium Falcon, the X Wing, and you have the articulated figures inside. Those ATAT. Best. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think I had the uh, the X Wing. Yeah, and and so
1: uh, d- did you ever have the ATAT?
0: No, I didn't have the ATAT. Because what's crazy
1: weird. is, like the one that they've made now is to scale, so it's like gigantic. It's the mo- more expensive one to buy, and it's like yeah. That's what Gundam needs to do. It needs to sell these, I don't know, $30. They might not have to be super detailed, but enough to where they're articulated and you can put a figure in or something.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and um, that's something that I definitely want to explore doing later because I noticed that uh, I'm a big fan of the Teco Toys line. Uh, It's a, it's a single dude in Germany that makes these amazing mecha 3D models. So he recently posted on Instagram that he took his 135th scale figures and scaled them down to like, I guess, what would it be like one 72nd scale or, or it was like one to 100 scale, something like that. He, he took the figures that you can yeah. buy that are like 135th scale, scaled them down and printed them. And he was like, they still work. Wow! So like, if you can take a ball jointed figure like that and scale it down in your 3d software, print it. Like, uh, I think that this would probably be still too small, but I don't know. Yeah. If like you design the ball joints well enough.
1: Yeah, ball joints or magnets. That's there you go. Magic that we don't know how it works. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I like it when the figures or things have magnets. Um, Because at that scale, yeah, I wonder, like, do you make it? It, it reminds me, because I have from the Star Wars um, 3.75 inch figures, I have the Baby Yoda. And it's fully articulated, like yeah, come on, it, yeah. arms are in ball joints, so it's like it can happen. So, no, that's cool. Um, okay, so that's been your week pretty much. The yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, as for me, yeah, it was doing the research on that Operation Odessa because, and that is something I'm intentionally going to do is make these videos where I'm just talking about the battle. What I want to do is like set the stage of. This is where you can watch the battle take place. This is when it took place in the timeline. These are the mobile suits that were in it. And here's some pivotal moments to it. Um, you know, in as, as I go, feel free for anyone to add in the comments, like maybe add this or try to frame it like this. You know, Tadlos kind of came up with this concept when we were working on the video where he had like a prelude where it's almost like, okay, Leah, let's talk about things that led up to it because a lot of conflict is based on, a conflict so it's yeah. like what was it that in the gundam world that led to a certain battle or something so
0: right and like what are the implications of that battle right like yeah. so the fight for odessa being a fight for resources being like i mean that's that that could really change the tide of who was who was going to win the one-year war
1: you know what, and speaking of that, I don't know if anyone saw, I don't know if you saw this on the, the Gundam Info YouTube. They did like a timeline, a U- Universal Century timeline video. It was just the other day. And, but what they're doing is they're basing it off of UC Engage. Like it's showing, it's showing clips from the shows, but then also clips from UC Engage. And it starts mm-hmm. from 0079 and it even goes to victory. So it's, it doesn't go to G-Savior, but all right. But
0: <laughs> we'll take what we can get.
1: It's cool that, you know, even today, a modern game that's going to be released soon, they're still telling the stories through victory. Um, Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that even made me think like I was like, oh, I should make a timeline video. But it's like, you know what? They kind of did. But I would probably change it up. I would have it where, you know, they kind of did it where they had a few sentences narrated based on each one. I would like to do it where here's the timeline of when this series took place. Here are the battles that took place. Here's yeah this, here's definitely sort of battles yeah it's
0: and i would love to have like a uh you know like a map where you wow. can see like territories as they are being conquered and then like as you know because i love seeing that stuff where it's like this is what this country looked like in 1971 this is what it looks yeah. like now if you were to do that with the world map of 0079 that'd be cool yeah, because in that
1: battle for odessa video i had the gif that was the shot from ms Igloo where it shows like the european front so being yep. consumed, but yeah, if we were to somehow have a full map of the Earth, because in my I forget which video it was I did, but it's where I showed the Earth sphere during different timelines, like where the colonies were and like right. as they yeah. moved and stuff. Because that's also something else to. Because I feel like when when you want to get into Gundam, especially Universal Century, it's good to have that foundational. Where did battles happen? What changed? And then as you move into the different timelines, it's like, okay, I know by double Zeta, this is going on. Because then I think that Mm -hmm. helps when I'm wanting to get into stuff like Moon or Sentinel. It's like, okay, where does this fit in? So, what, you know, what impact does it have? So, um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I find that interesting. Um, other than that, yeah, I haven't really gotten to much other, yeah, Gundam stuff. Um, but we're going to do something here real quick. Let me.
0: Pull let up fire up GBO2.
1: Yep, let me fire up GBO2. Let's see. Let's see now if it, I can get something. So, this is
0: Steam, not uh, not PS5. This is PlayStation. Oh, this is the PlayStation one. Okay, yeah, sweet. this is
1: PlayStation. Yeah, because they got the, the latest updates. Um, and also, uh, and I don't know if I need to um make this clear. This is a, a an account that was provided to me, uh, in order to show off new suits. So but you still have to spin for them. So,
0: yeah, that's uh...
1: let's see where, okay, it's loading. It's 2023, I thought we got past load times. You know, wasn't it the GameCube no. that was like the, like, wasn't their main thing was they barely had any load, load times?
0: Yeah, and then, you know, we got the PS3 and it was like, hey, you're going to spend five hours to install Metal Gear Solid 4 on your <laughs> on your console, specifically so that you can wait an hour to, like or or it was like that
1: I mean I haven't bought disc based <clears throat> games in a while but it would be you would buy the disc put it in and it still needed to like download
0: yeah and it's like, it on. it basically was just a download code yeah <laughs> I know all right
1: okay so let's let's see this let's uh give this a shot here so Gaza G poorly timed name <laughs> uh, but uh yeah let's see uh let's see what happens here Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, Not bad. Couple it's, weapons. It, it's
1: always when I see the weapons when yeah. they could be pivotal. I'm like, eh, eh. like, what? Come on. Ah, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Ah, that's Gundam.
0: I'd buy that for a dollar.
1: Okay. Gunkin and Aqua. That's
0: neat. Got some recycle tickets out of that, didn't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey,
0: look at you. You're gonna be styling now.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat, actually. Okay, so nothing on this. Actually, let me see. Am I on my uh no actually let let me switch to my other account actually?
0: Cool, cool. Um so yeah, I was just thinking there for a second because Gaza G. So we know that there's a Gaza C, Gaza D. Oh. Well, I gotta stop remote sh- sharing real quick to I'm always confused by how that works. I just didn't know that there was a Gaza E and F.
1: Yeah, we're going to look into that because, anyway, I didn't get it. Actually, I, I, can, I might be able to get it if I sign in on my other one, but um, but I'd have to turn off the remote play. and PlayStation like makes things way more difficult than it needs to be. Um, you know what I mean? Like with the um, oh, yeah. G-Generation Genesis, I can't play that on remote play. Really?
0: Why not? Because it has
1: a block it's
0: oh that's right because it has the ps vita copy yeah the
1: yeah yeah so i wonder if that was the main but even with um uh code fairy like you'll play Mm. it and then i'll have to block some stuff out and that's yeah that's so annoying um anyway i'm gonna try it on my other account i was provided a super account and i'm gonna try it on there and then i'll post on twitter or something if i if i get it but cool You brought up the main question that I wanted to dive into from this, and that's the uh, the Gaza G is what is in GBO2. So this says it's a it's a uh, part of the Gaza series, Gundam Sentinel, later in Moon Gundam. And then is it Gaza or Gaza?
0: Mm, That's a good point. I've always said Gaza, but, you know, that's just my silly American pronunciation.
1: Hey, I'm going with that. Um, okay. So operator Neo Xeon Axis Xeon. Um, there's not much about this, if, if you look, which is pretty neat. So this is another example of GBO2 taking something not too well known. Um, oh, yeah. It showed up in Sentinel and in, in Moon Gundam. And it
0: probably played a bigger role in Moon Gundam than it did in Sentinel because Sentinel is primarily a conflict between the New Decides and the A.U. So, okay, good point. You wouldn't have had a lot of Neo Zeon characters in that.
1: Good point. So then, if we were to look at the C, now this is when we all recognize. Yep. To the point to where I think when I first saw this, I was like, "This is the dumbest mobile suit." And I want to say, I want to say we've probably already had this conversation on here. Because look at this Gaza, it, it goes to X.
0: Oh, gee. Well, but that's not 26 letters. It's so not. <laughs> they, they skip a few. So but,
1: so we have Gazas to look forward to that just haven't been described yet in the universe. There we go. That's <laughs> yeah. Um okay, and so then developed... the missing
0: Gaza A and B.
1: Well, let's see. Here, here's the B, which okay. interesting
0: looks cooler than the C. to be honest with you it it actually
1: does it seems to retain a lot more of that uh the zeon visual identity but just adding i guess more extras so this is from double fake um it was based on old zeon construction mobile suit gaza a okay so let's look at the a yeah i feel like i feel like we've looked at this before because I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like a a mobile armor, right? That yeah. would have... Oh, yeah, based on the Argo. So we... There was a time we did talk about this. It's... Yeah, we,
0: we've had this conversation before.
1: It's these lesser known ones that you kind of just forget about. But yeah, the Argo is kind of like the, the ball for Zeon. Yeah. And I guess then we can see where that development path went into more of a mobile armor. And then adding more mobile suit sensibilities to eventually get to. So, the one that's in GBO2 right now. Oh, no, it wasn't the D. It was the uh, G. G. Yeah, let's go to that real quick. Oh, my God, there's so many. Um, what's cool about it, the first thing I noticed is it, it tends to have like double Zeta looking beam savers sticking out on its binders. I don't know if that's the case because I haven't dived into the one in GBO2 and there's not um much data on it here on the no on the wiki um so uh, okay actually there's a couple things i want to do here first i want to look at the the x since that seems like that would be the last one (laughs) Eh, 0088 they seem to just
0: go through those types pretty quick maybe i i I thought you were going to say that this was like from hathaway but (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, I was thinking maybe it went that far. And and yeah, very little on it. So it's and this is from Cyber New Type Story, another Z Gundam. So one thing I've noticed is these Gazas seem to be across unrelated, well, not unrelated, but different stories, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um which, you know, that could be an interesting video if we could if we could suss out, you know, some of these mangas and some of these stories and kind of put together it sounds like they were all kind of fielded in different theaters of the Grips conflict and the Neo the first Neozeon War, because you know they all were fielded between 86 and 88. right? Yeah, and they were all kind of in different areas. So if like because Sentinel was te- technically taking place at the same time as Double Zeta, yeah, but it just was taking place at the New Decides instead of um you know in, in the core Earth sphere. So it's like. You know, was the Gaza G sent out to New Decides while the Gaza D was sent after Judo and the Argama? You know, what's the, maybe there was some kind of like, because of the Neo Zeon civil war that was going on between like Glemmy and uh, Haman, maybe you had different development trees of this same mobile suit family that were kind of branching off. It's just interesting to speculate about.
1: No, that actually gives me a good idea because it's it's like with that Odessa video I did. It's like, I wanna try to figure things out so I, I can map it out in a video. Like, it would be cool to be like, okay, here's when the Gaza C or the A was created and have it where it shows what show or timeline that would have taken place in. And then kind of, as it branches out, notate, this is where you would see this variant. This is where you would see this variant. Um, it, it, because it's interesting. It seems like in the background, the Gaza was uh, not uh, not important or a pivotal line, but a, a, a relevant line to, to keep going. You know? Um,
0: yeah. I mean, especially at a time when Xeon was kind of um was hurting for resources, right? Like they it, this was not like the Xeon of the one year war where they were cranking out new models every week. This was like they had no money, they had no territory, and so. the the gaza sea was like the backbone of haman's forces they didn't okay
1: i was gonna ask you about that because so would you say that for and would it be correct to say for is it for axis Xeon, that this was like their zaku too
0: i mean that would probably be a fair fair thing to say okay you saw you saw more of them than you saw zakus
1: exactly that's and that's what I find is interesting. And do you think the color of it is supposed to be representative of Haman or the fact that Maneva was kind of the heir? So they kind of reflect the more feminine.
0: Well, and uh, Haman has a custom color. It's like the white and purple of the Kublai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so,
1: a... I, so I wonder if that's kind of the through line here, because I'm going to be honest, it might sound like a, a little boy, but it's like this mobile suit looks dumb and why is it pink and purple if it's the main forces of the bad guys, but there is some lore behind it essentially.
0: I mean, I mean, purple is typically like a regal color. And if you're ah, thinking in terms of like, you know, Haman trying to return Zeon to aristocracy, I think that it makes a lot of sense for her to adopt like a a pink and purple kind of color scheme across all of Zeon's, um, you know, flagship, ships and like yeah. uh, mobile suits you know no that makes um, sense it, At, at looks that's that's how i would interpret it
1: does that explain the poodoo clones um cubelace
0: right that... since they were all purple and yeah
1: but that was under glemmy unless glemmy was just using haman's plans
0: so um yeah i don't know or a... no one has
1: ever really considered that at anything they would ever think Just me sitting here on
0: (laughs) well, you know, these are these are the types of things that like um you know that Talos and I were talking about during the deep dive on Zeta. Yeah, it's like you never really consider things like oh well it's it's green because that's a cool color, and it's like no, there's there's a functional choice behind doing some of these things, and you know, maybe it's not explicitly stated in any series or mangas, but like it's kind of fun to speculate on the you know the the ruling class that like the zombie family kind of went with this green motif through all of their, uh, designs, you know, the yeah. Zaku's, everything was very grounded. And then when Haman takes over Zeon, you adopt these sort of feminine color palettes, pinks and purples. And then you get into Char's Neo Zeon where everything's red, which mm. kind of obviously, you know, yeah, he wanted everything to be three times faster. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that that's a good point. It almost reminds me too, of the the thing you always bring up to me. um, and it's that whole thing about like how the animation is intentional, so yeah, that could be the case when they are like designing, okay, what color is this gonna be, and yeah. maybe it's easy for us to think, oh, they're not really thinking they're just putting colors,
0: but yeah, especially given uh given Tamino's quote yesterday when he said, like I would like to say that there's a hidden meaning behind all of these things, yeah. but that would be a lie, yeah, like you know sometimes that. sometimes and I love that he's honest about this on some of those yeah. things is like you know
1: yeah no you know that is interesting um yeah there's but i gotta say like I, I, this is again when i first watched zeta i was like why is this the mobile suit it looks bad mm-hmm. and it might look bad in terms of it being animated because of how complex it is and then maybe which is there even a model kit
0: um, um yeah okay it looks like
1: yes. there is
0: in fact, I've seen some amazing customs like because the transformation mechanism behind the Gaza series is so simple. It's one of the easiest mobile suits that you can take a model kit and put motors in it and motorize the transformation oh, because it, wow. it, it just folds right up. Right. You know, it's not like there's a it's not like the Zeta where, you know, the wings have to rotate around and fold up under like the, the transformation mechanism of the Gaza line is so simplistic.
1: Yeah, because uh, I guess the design of it lends to it being easily transformable, and it actually looks pretty cool. It almost gives it like a mobile armor look, which it's based on a mobile armor, so it kind of makes sense that it went in that direction.
0: Yeah. Um, Reminds me a lot of the Bound Doc now that, you know, if you... Yes,
1: that's a good point. I, be, I wonder how much of that is shared.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and what I would love to actually, just like that interview you found, find an interview about... The, mechanical designs of some of the Zeta suits, you know, we got yeah. an explanation of the Hakushiki, which was just, they were looking for a design of a Zeta and, yep. but yeah, to actually look at like the bomb dock, I think it's a good example. Why, <laughs> why <laughs> it You're could right. be cool. To, you know what they were thinking. Um, but it's almost like you, I think you even told me, it sounds like bound dog and the pilots were these people that were pretty much like, treated like dogs you know they were on a leash yeah. and then sent out to go do something and yeah yeah
0: and you know what i actually just recently read in an interview um that we never found out what happened to gates kappa after after oh. the grips conflict and so that got me i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna have to remember to look into that later is like gates kappa was you know razami handler and he had yeah. that gray custom colored bound dock and um he fled the battle after Rosami was killed.
1: Hmm. And, and we haven't heard from him, not even like a side story as not far as we my know. knowledge.
0: But yeah, I mean, that's that's Probably one of the things there. I'd like to look into because he was he was, I mean, an underutilized character, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, really. That's that's a good that's a good one. So I got to say, looking outside of animation, uh, it's a cool looking suit. Um, and I think that's what it is like at the time too, something to get over. Sometimes older animation, it's really hard to get an idea of what a mobile suit is supposed to be in terms of scale.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. this is still the Gaza C. I mean, the Gaza G has like larger wing binders, so it's a little bit more aggressive looking.
1: So yeah. I mean
0: I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like and what it plays like in GBO two. Um
1: yeah, because I, I again I find it interesting how it looks like it has these gigantic uh, uh, beam sabers,
0: and and that could be a functional choice, you know, because the the Gaza C was designed basically as like a hit and run d- device, right? Like the the Knuckle Buster is one of the most powerful beam weapons of that era, so it basically has this mega gun. It has the ability to transform and move very quickly, like a mobile armor would. So it was very much designed for two very specific purposes right speed and firepower so what if you were to take that concept and you're looking at a mobile suit that has presumably hyper beam sabers but curiously it lacks the knuckle buster yeah so maybe this was designed to be like a melee variant of the of the gaza scene yeah we
1: gotta either we have to read sentinel or moon and then fill
0: this out (laughs) right yeah exactly no kidding Well, Um, And so in the GBO two description, is it, do, do we know whether it's a raid or a general or, Oh yeah.
1: I think I have that. uh, Let me, did I, hold on. Let me pull that up actually. Yeah. That's a really good point because sometimes they kind of keep that consistent with Canon. Um,
0: Okay. Yeah. they, They typically do a very good job of like interpreting what a unit was used for in the series and like, you know general it's a general yeah which is interesting
1: pretty neat that that could explain how you know you were talking about how you know to use hit and run tactics but then also you know it's kind of got this melee going on so it's it it, that because i've learned a lot in gbo2 that you know something could be support something could be raid but it could have additional attributes that then make it like a general support or general raid so that could be the thinking behind making this a general. Um Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was the that was this normal suit here from Neo Zeon 3. So that's another thing like it says Neo Zeon 3. Yeah. But like what is this in reference to? Is this colors out of Double Zeta?
0: I don't recognize it from Double Zeta, but I mean, I recognize the suit design Yeah. from Double Zeta, but yeah. not the colorway.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's the thing with the color. I don't I don't know. That would be something neat to to look up. Um um well cool. So uh, yeah, it's funny how I feel like this is the second time we've talked the gasoline here on the show and I think it's because it is just a under under dis- another example of an underdiscussed suit that has some neat history to it some neat lore that maybe that needs to be its own yeah. video where i go through each one to explain how it was developed from the ago because i feel like sometimes yeah as an example of a suit we just don't think about and it's it could be cool
0: yeah you know I, I bet uh talos being greek would say like everything is uh is rooted in the ago right like the gaplant it, oh. it, if you follow the development tree it came from the ago no
1: <laughs> i i wonder um because what's interesting about the Ago thing here is it doesn't say what it led to. You know how sometimes it would it would have that on the side here doesn't on this. Yeah, but we know for sure that that's well, yeah. So and yeah, so if if you guys haven't watched it, MS Igloo is really good for Gundam lore stuff, UC lore, especially they have episodes that are circled around the Ago, for instance, and it's kind of devastating some of the things that people go through because like think about being in this or a ball in space and having to fight like one puncture you're you're gone like uh, yeah it's it's pretty crazy um okay so moving on i want to get into well actually we're going to get into a gumpla from build metaverse but first i wanted to talk about since that first episode came out and yeah what's the plan i guess is it then like the next one is tomorrow
0: I, I guess so. And I think uh, it's only
1: three episodes.
0: Yeah, it's a mini series kind of yeah, like okay. a, kind of like that battle log, right?
1: Yeah, just like battle yeah. So uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday on yours, but the, my biggest takeaway is you know it's and I did a video on it too, yeah, but it's like it's not what I would look for in Gundam, but now that I'm a Gundam fan and I appreciate the different mobile suits builds, characters watching it, it's a lighthearted way to get a Gundam fill without that burden of trauma
0: i guess <laughs> you know
1: right. um it, it like does does this stuff interest you at all did you have a history of enjoying build stuff
0: um so the only build series that i've watched in its entirety was uh build fighters try which is technically a sequel so like i didn't pick up on some of the stuff that was that happened in build fighters uh, prior mm. to try but i enjoyed it you know it's not it's not what i would normally go for in a gundam series like you i prefer UC stuff but like build series are just good fun um and, and that's what i got from metaverse as well i really enjoyed the way and i think i mentioned this on twitter is like it it really seems to me like this is bandai's vision for what they want the metaverse to be yeah in real life you know obviously the technology is not quite there yet to have like the mobile suit scanners and stuff like that and you know, they even anticipate the idea of, you know, I think about like famous Gunpla uh, YouTubers and builders like Roji Studio and stuff like that. I guarantee you that there are going to be, you know, a hundred Roji Studios in the Gundam Metaverse, right? And mm-hmm. so the Gundam Metaverse show anticipated that with the character being like, oh, those are the guys from Build Divers. And the his mentor has to remind him like, Hey, you can set your username to be whatever you want. And like your avatar can be anything like these aren't. I like that. These aren't those people. So, uh, you know, uh, how many, how many people are wearing Char uniforms in GBO2 in the lobby? Like, you know, it just, it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's just realistic to me.
1: And I think I brought it up in the video. Like if, if you were to look at, at the time of NFTs or metaverse, like who's actually utilizing it, and it, and it looks like Bandai knows what they're doing. Like they're like, no, no, no. Metaverse would be an example in the Gundam IP exactly what they're doing. Because yeah, yeah, people having their own avatars. And I think and I signed up for it. But there's that beta for the the actual and I forget what it's called, the real Gunpla Metaverse thing going on where you can scan, like you download it to your PC and maybe I don't know if you use a phone or your webcam to scan it. I'm gonna I signed up for it. But the the fact that they've gone that far to kind of show its conception in in a show where they're they're just bouncing off the their original idea, but making it more grounded. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it, you know, um, because I, I do think it would be cool. Like, let's say this thing takes off, like the idea of people scanning their Gunpla for battles, you know, one on one, two on two. I could see it morphing to where there's groups that just do UC reenactments. And that would be something I would totally be into where it's like, hey, yeah. we're going to re- reenact Operation Odessa. Let's get, uh, oh, I have a GM here I can use. Scan it in. Oh, yeah. You know what?
0: I better, uh, I better dust off my Marcosius squad decals. and
1: There you go. Yeah, it, it that's cool because, yeah, then you could even have scanned it before and had it saved. So then when you go to like, because, yeah, and then that makes me think, like, would it have a combat system where it have a cool control where you're actually then moving? I mean, uh, I don't know. And maybe that information's out there. I just know that they seem to when they're they're talking about Metaverse, Bandai really has something tangible they can they can do, yeah, so. yeah,
0: and you know, I think that there's definitely there's amazing stuff that they could do, and then there's kind of silly stuff that like, I know a lot of people have a negative view of nfts and and i can understand why but you know it's all about how it's implemented i think that if the if the plan is that you can just scan in your gunpla and then make an nft image of your gunpla then that's kind of dumb right like we (laughs) can all agree that that's kind of dumb but if we're using you know nft tokens as a way of um certifying ownership of particular kits like if I upload my design to the Gundam Build Metaverse, right, my my kit that I've customized, you know, what's to stop people from taking the design and just like making that their Gunpla, right? You know, it's like, yeah, if- just
1: like in Forza, when you would go into the paint shop or decal shop, and people would have skins already for like the car.
0: You're like, yeah. oh, here's
1: the badass Spider-Man logo. Oh, but someone else made one and it looks a little better. And then, oh, someone else made one's crappy. Yeah. And
0: so, you know, th- there's, there's ways that I think you could implement that kind of digital asset ownership. And maybe NFT is not the right word because it has, you know, such a stigma attached to it as just yeah. like PNGs. And it's but nothing like,
1: different than a skin in a Fortnite
0: account. Exactly. Yeah. But if there was a way to establish like digital ownership over your, technically, it's physical property because you made the gun plot in real life before you scanned it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of that kind of being a part of it where it's almost like you can have your account where you can scan in all these custom gunplay you build and it makes it very unique, but you Mm -hmm. can still inspire others to be like, dang, that guy's got a GM Spartan with some badass decals. I'm going to go ahead and do that so I can have mine, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think that is like, I feel like that's the logical next step because so for that Gundam breaker mobile, you know, that got shut down, there mm-hmm. were so many people that said that they were playing that because they don't have room for gumpla. So, or much, so a lot of times they like to build that way. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I, I guess I see that even though for me, I wouldn't care, but I can see where that is something Bandai should invest in is like a virtual gumpla booth. I don't know. Um, it yeah. definitely
0: saves the money on plastic.
1: Yeah. Right, there you go. And which is interesting and I'm not going to get far into it, but apparently that's an issue where companies are trying to reduce their plastic. Mm-hmm. And the types of plastic and it's one of those things where if things go in this direction, technically model kits won't be around in the future. You know, they wouldn't be manufactured, they would have to come up with a different material or yeah, make it virtual. Um so, uh, speaking of the show, look at this Typhoeus Gundam Chimera. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly.
0: Uh, this I thing don't know if there is a proper pronunciation for that. That's just... Made up. Made up. On <laughs> a the made spot. up
1: word. On, how do I zoom in? Okay, yeah, allow, sure. Um, this thing looks awesome. And what it is, is they're showing it next to... The entry grade. Let me move this over. Um, so it's the entry grade, the main one from build from the main character, which I got it from metaverse. Probably should delineate that. But I tell you, every time I see it again, I'm like, that actually does look good. The log on them, yeah. Log on them, thank you. I'm like, yeah, that actually does look good. And so next to it, this giant beast, like this could be something out of UC. And, I, like, it could even be, like, some Titans. Think if it had Titans colors on it.
0: Yeah, like, I, I was trying to, like, kind of piece together where some of these parts came from because the rifles on its shoulders, at first I thought they were Dober guns, like the ones that are on the Tall Geese um, and the Tall Geese too. Hmm. but they are actually the smoothbore rifles from IBO. So oh, okay. those, those rifles, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they're the smoothbore rifle. That comes with the um, high grade Barbatos kit,
1: and I don't recognize it. So that could be accurate. Then, if it's not UC, it's hard for me to.
0: (laughs) If it ain't UC, it ain't for me.
1: (laughs) That's a T-shirt.
0: That's a T. Yeah, right there.
1: (laughs) Um, I love it because out of context, I love people reading that and being like, "What?" And be like, "Yeah, Universal Century. You know, the best timeline." (laughs) (laughs) Um, so. uh, there was other things that because of the green and the red and like the real um, crazy tall uh, V-Fin, it reminded me of SD Gunpla designs
0: Yeah, as well. Yeah. It kind of looks um, like the Musha Gundam a little bit. Yes. In that's
1: that. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And The arm, the hands too. I like, that's like psycho Gundam stuff, even though I know there was big ones and others, but I think that's like the first, like, I think the paint scheme on this is cool, but, Oh, wait, is that a transforming mode? Oh, you know yep. it. Mobile armor. Look at that! Like this thing is this thing to me is like UC.
0: You know what I mean? Like it yeah, has that UC. kind of like a Neo Xeong. Yeah, in the way it like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I would get this, and yeah, I wonder how fun it would be to put a custom paint scheme on it to make it look like the Neo Zeong or yeah something. Um. Oh, or, or if I get it like a GM sniper. Uh, uh, from uh, Oethemes team, the kind of green, I think that would lend really well.
0: Well, you know what I would do? Because obviously this looks like an Advance of Zeta style mobile suit, mobile armor combo. I'm just seeing this This, just now. This just begs to be Titan's colors.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, and because it has its like mobile armor mode, we know there's a lot of Advance of Zeta.
0: Look, I may be Zeon through and through, but like there is not a mobile suit on Earth that doesn't look good in Titans like navy right. and navy it's, and purple.
1: Especially the the color scheme they use—that's like on that custom you were working on. Remember from like the uh, the scans oh, yeah. from the magazine where it has that—is it like a yellow line that?
0: kind yeah, of Yeah, that separates? yellow stripe just makes it pop. It's because yeah. like the the regular like Titans um, Mark II doesn't have those those yellow stripes on it.
1: In, okay so i'm just seeing this too scrolling through it but here's i guess what it looks like without the extra armor on which it still looks awesome like
0: yeah this still is, has one of the smooth bore cannons on its shoulder and and it looks like it's yeah. using one of the feet as its shield yeah am, am i seeing that correctly
1: that's what it looked like to me yeah and i think also uh they, they come off as the uh as like funnels they're the, the like booster funnels yeah that's I'm liking everything about this. This, yeah, definitely screams advances Zeta.
0: Like, say what you will about build series themselves. The kits that come out of the series are fantastic. Like, most of the innovations that we get in the high-grade line come from build kits. Like, the build Gundam Mark II is leagues better than the regular high-grade Mark II. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've noticed that to be the case. I, You know, and I've, I've said I don't build much outside of UC, but typically when I have, it's been something build-related, um, just because they they do a callback to the best of, like, from a bunch of things, but UC in particular. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this, you're saying December 2023, so, like, uh, and that's not a bad price, but this is Hobby Link Japan, so there'd be shipping on top of that. Um, yeah. I feel like, though, if we wanted to get it at a reduced price, it probably won't be until, like, spring time. maybe. I mean, yeah. domestically. I don't know. Because sometimes it takes a couple
0: months for... Well, and do they do free shipping over, like, $200 or something? you should always just add more kits.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> just add more kits, right? Just I, buy yeah, more. I don't, I don't know. know if they do the free shipping. Um, that would be actually good. I think, though, they do have their deal where you cut down on shipping by adding things to the warehouse or whatever and then shipping together. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um okay, something else Gumpla related. Um so this is I guess the new kits for Seed Freedom, which I looked at one of them a bit more. It was the I think the main freedom one and it has like mm. the logo on its chest. Uh yeah. and I gotta admit that's like an awesome look. So I, I think the the kits are or the suits are looking pretty cool. But so I saw there's the Seed Action System. Okay. This kit incorporates the Seed Action System. So I was like, well, what's that? Okay. So the kit pursues articulation in the neck, shoulder. Is, it, is that pursues?
0: Well, it's because they don't fully achieve articulation in the neck and shoulders, but they pursue. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes, that's funny that you say that. Um, and I wonder if they meant that that way, where like that's the translation and they really mean that. But to us, we're like, well, come on, we don't like it when, you know, it can't fully. So yeah, uh, and Torso to enable the, the recreation of lively and dynamic poses seen in the Seed series. Very cool. And it, and it's interesting because we see that sometimes like when the, I think it was the G40, was it when the G40 came mm-hmm. out, how they're like, here's this articulation system. Which then I would feel okay.
0: uh, Same thing with the Zeta, the uh, the Gundam Evolution Project. Like the Zeta Gundam was supposed to be like the foundation of like new high grade kits. We're going to incorporate all of these different gimmicks to provide a more, um, just more posability. Like it's
1: well, and so it would seem to me that that would be some standardization. But it's more like each line. They're like, okay, let's just make it articulated, and then let's call it something. You know, right. It, it's what it seems like it is at the end of the day. Um you know, if I, I
0: were working in Bandai marketing, my what I would do is probably name it after things in universe, like call it the oh, the the movable frame or yeah. like magnetic coating, you know, like featuring magnetic coating, which allows for greater posability. It's just a ball joint, but like Dude, you know, I like I, that idea.
1: That I like it where it's like in universe, like the technology that it incorporates. Yeah, I do like that. Um let me see if this had any more pictures. This is uh just Gundam I guess not. these those like
0: Power Ranger Gundams, right? The ones that are like in yeah. different colors. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was pretty neat. I like that idea. Um Now there's something else I was searching up on here. Um
0: Facebook, you boomer.
1: I know, right? <laughs> but what's funny is there's not really one place you can go for Gundam news.
0: No, like you really, really can't.
1: Isn't. The Gundam News website that's in English updates a couple times. It's usually not a big deal. It's like, here's this new Gashapon you could buy. Yep. Um, Twitter, I'll sometimes have to source Twitter, but then, yeah, this Facebook, because um, it's other people when they come across things and they post them. So,
0: yeah, yeah. We need to make like a Gundam aggregator.
1: Yeah, well, and so here's the thing with that. That's a good point. I wonder within the Gundam sphere, sphere, is there where people are more on the hobby end and then there are people on the lore end? And between that, there's like different types of collectibles, people that just are into anime. I bet that's what makes it hard sometimes because it's hard to like niche down.
0: Because, like, I love Xeonic Scanlations, but you wouldn't go to him for, you know, Gumpla news. News. You go to him for mangas. Like, that's like manga is his thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, to be honest, I think the seed stuff looks pretty neat. Um, and so, you know, for me, seed was disappointed, but destiny was awesome. If freedom is awesome, that'd be like two out of three. And then that might make me a seed stand. I don't know. We'll see. Um, because there's just cool designs. I just tend to veer away from collecting that stuff because it just would you see every story is a banger oh yeah I, i it's just it's weird um how well they did that um okay
0: well cool um
1: so yeah i think that's about it uh on this episode yeah a lot of fun to talk about uh just stuff that we don't normally dive into like random mobile suits like the gaza and then seeing what they're doing with non-UC Gumpla, uh, I'm kind of excited. I, I tell you, I'm buying that Typheus Gundam Chimera. Whatever, however you pronounce that, I'm totally going to get one.
0: The James Tiberius Chimera. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: A... <laughs> no. Um, But no, cool. Yeah, Any anything else, Stephen, to bring up or mention?
0: I don't think so. I think you touched on just about everything yeah. exciting today.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, cool. Well, yeah, that was a good one. Thanks to everyone that joined. Yeah, sometimes you might see that the show starts a little bit late. That's just because I, you know, I work stuff that's busy that leads up to this hour, so uh, that's why we start late sometimes. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, just um, uh, yeah, reach out. Like email uh, gunnemexplained at gmail dot com. I'd, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to look at chat while we do these shows, but if you send me questions, I can read them on air and stuff. Yeah. I love to do that stuff. So. Uh, Anyway, yeah, check the links in the description for Steven's channel. Our show was awesome yesterday for Talos' channel because he did that video with Steven. That's really awesome. But yeah, that's about it. All right, so see everyone later. Cheers.